Alabama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round where we talk Bama and we talk Bourbon. And this week's Bourbon, Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select. Cool thing about this here, little show a little on the side. Not only is it custom Bama and Bourbon, but they also included an individual for each of us. That's really cool. Yeah. It's got the names on it. They spelled my name right. So, Beverage Place, Pink Package, Chan, JJ, everybody there. That was awesome. With Jack Daniels. Thank you very much. He's great. Um, I, I don't know if I've had a single barrel. Have you? I have. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're about to pop it open. Um, yeah. Probably need to if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah. It's going to be a long fall of drinking bourbon. Yeah. Look, this thing could turn around quickly. You never know. You never know. We don't know how good Texas is. We assume they're going to be really good. Bama yeah. had a lead on them in the fourth quarter. Um, they didn't look great up until the fourth quarter, Texas. Right. Tied with Wyoming. But Saturday was atrocious. It was bad. I mean, you know, I was just sitting there with a couple of Alabama fans, and I'm like, you know, it used to be literally 7 nothing. It was over. 30 seconds into a game, yeah. and they didn't score a touchdown in the first half. Yeah, it's, man, the offense just, was just a mess. The, the weather certainly didn't help, but, you know, Tyler Buckner did not present much of a throwing threat. To USF, and they, you know, the players said and, and said and said they brought some blitz pressures that was a little exotic. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, sorry about the glasses. No, you're good. Shout out to Hallmark Construction next door, Luke Hallmark. Uh, this is all we could pull because hey. I didn't bring the bourbon glasses. We'll love back. it. We could have been chugging it. Alabama <laughs> fans probably could have related to that. But now the offensive line's got to play better. Offensive line's got to play better. And do they have? Can it be an elite offensive line? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't. It, it, I think they can. I bought into the hype this offseason, by the way. I was one of the ones leading the charge based on what I was being told behind the scenes, that this offensive line was going to be good. And I still think they can be good. I don't know about elite with this unit. But, look, the sacks everyone's harping on, which is rightfully so. They're giving up a lot of sacks. A lot of that is your for true freshman left tackle. I think it really hurt him that Tyler Booker didn't play. He had back spasms. I think not having him there, sort of security blanket, make sure he got all the calls, hurt him. Um, but the running backs have given up four sacks. So protection from your running backs yeah. has got to get better. And I would assume that's the reason we haven't seen Justice Haynes in two games. I would assume. Yeah. I, I can't necessarily say that. Look, Boydell yeah. was really good at closing the game out on Saturday. Well, I was I was one of the guys saying Jan Miller's going to have a great year. He had one carry. Yeah. And I think he had two the week before, so three so. touches in the last two weeks. It's crazy. And I didn't know who Daquan Evans was coming into the game, but zero was – in the backfield the entire day with three sacks. Yeah. By the way, he had four career tackles coming into the game. It was crazy. It was just yeah. a weird game. This is a team that gave up 41 to Western Kentucky, yep. who looked completely lost against Ohio State. And Alabama, you know, maybe they proved their point to Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Uh, look, you've got inside information. You don't have to give us anything on that. Uh, what I heard and what I relayed was Jalen didn't have a good week in practice, which Nick Saban, Saban kind of alluded to. Maybe was pouting. I really don't know. But they were proving a point. They know Jalen Milrow is the best option, at least right now. Yeah. And for them not to play him the entire game, there was something there. was there. a point to be proven. I don't think that you're wrong listening to Nick Saban. When Nick Saban says, comes out and says, I like the way he handled himself in the game. Well, he didn't play in the game, so what was he doing? <laughs> well, when we saw him, what he was doing, he was pumping up his teammates. Yep. So I think you may be hearing some stuff on the back side, which I can either confirm nor deny but that maybe Jalen did not conduct himself well last weekend practice. Probably some truth in that. Um, and the fact that they just it, – I don't – I think he might – you tell me if I'm wrong. Nick Saban was content on losing that game maybe to prove a point. 
Do you think there was any circumstance that were bringing Jalen? No, I don't, I don't either. I don't, I don't either. I don't, and I think he was just like, I think our defense yeah. is good enough that this team is not going to be able yeah. to beat us. Yeah, and look, the only three points USF got came off turnovers. So Alabama's defense played well. Finally, some signs of life from from Dallas Turner. He played well. Yep. Chris Braswell played well. So defense got after it. Yeah. Look, defense to me is not going to be a problem. You can say what you want about Texas in the fourth quarter. Texas has got explosive four and five star guys. They've got an NFL quarterback. They're going to be able to score points. This is college football now. Yeah. When you hold anybody to three, three points. Point, anybody. Yeah. Anybody. That's, that's yeah. impressive. You just, you know, I, again, I never understood the Tyler Buckner thing. But I gave it the benefit of the doubt because yeah. Tommy Reese obviously sees something in him to have that conversation of come here and you get an opportunity to play. The downgraded quarterback from Jalen Hurts to Tua, to Mac to Bryce has just, Star I mean, it is night and day. It's precipitous. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a big fall off. That's a, a, that's a writer's time. word, by the way. <laughs> hey, you dodged a bullet not going to Tampa this week. I really did. Did you see that the lose oh, they had? The weather yeah. was horrible. I was on the couch just looking at Alabama fans. How in the hell did you yeah, t- make the it, decision to go to Tampa it looked for miserable. this game? And it's one thing if you won 68-3 to yeah. three and you felt better about yeah. the, uh, the offense. You were in Vegas. Yeah. I love being in Vegas in a sports book on a Saturday or a Sunday so and just fun. hearing the oohs and ahs, and you can tell yeah. <laughs> what people have bet on. Did you get a feel that everybody loaded up on Alabama? Yeah, you could tell that. And I, uh, you know, obviously don't I don't play the games. I'm I'm uh, kind of be neutral and all that. But uh, you you can definitely tell the the most fun part the entire weekend was I can't imagine how late it was back here because it was it was late in Vegas when Colorado and Colorado State one fifteen was when it ended. People so 11-15 are, out there, which is late for a sports People sport. feel a certain way about Dion. It's I'm sure you guys yeah. talked about on your show today the numbers that game pulled, but like everyone, and I'm not everyone because it's hard to get anything in life unanimous, but I'd say 95% of the people were pulling for Colorado. Yeah, well, 90% of the money, I mean, that was official, yeah. was on Colorado against Colorado State. So the books really racked yeah. up on that game, but that was just... It was just a fun game that to was watch. A, that was the best game of the weekend yeah. that I saw. And, look, Colorado State played, played their tails off. And by the way, without Dion, we never see that game. No, never see it. Like, it's crazy how he's – somebody is going to back the Brinks truck up ahead of this offseason. Yeah. And he's already put it out there. He doesn't want to go to the NFL. He, he draws a crowd. And, you know, everyone loves him right now because they're winning and things going great. But, I mean, there were – there were people saying this team might not win more in a couple games this year. Look, I doubted them week one against TCU. I just felt like it's just too soon. Uh, they were, I mean, they were 24-point underdogs for a reason. Week two, I was like, okay, they're going to play defense against yeah. Nebraska. Didn't work. I stayed away last week. I was like, yeah. I ain't doubting them again. Smart. If I would have played, I probably would have played Colorado and lost yeah. again. But I feel really good about it working this week. But, like, people were, like, screaming full-throated when Colorado made that comeback. Like, People are on board the bus train. Um, Speaking of coming up this weekend in Eugene, Bo Nix is one of two FBS players in the history of the game to have 50-plus touchdowns at two schools, Auburn and Oregon. The other guy is Jalen Hurts, who Alabama had. Then he goes to Oklahoma. It wasn't that big of a deal for Alabama because they recovered nicely with the quarterbacks after Jalen. Bo Nix would start for Alabama. Bo Nix would obviously start for Auburn. Bo Nix would probably start anywhere in the SEC outside of LSU. Probably. He might have a shot there. Yeah, he might. Now, now Jaden looked good again this weekend yeah. in Starkville. Yeah. But Bo Nix, it's almost like he got the, the monkey off his back getting out of Auburn, going West Coast. Yeah. Not necessarily playing the defenses that you see in the SEC, but it's worked out for him. I'm just amazed where we are at the quarterback position in this state. It's, it's not great. It's, it's not good. And listen, I, I'm, su- I'm supporting all these guys. I hope they come out and do well. But 
you'll have to be a realist. What we saw Saturday in Tampa was not good. Yeah, and you know, just when it looked like Jermaine Burton had turned the corner a little bit, the receivers, and I know it's bad weather and you're not getting any help from your quarterbacks, yeah. but... They you couldn't know, get any rhythm at all. Isaiah Bond was the only guy that had more than a reception. Yeah, it, it was tough. It was just a tough go. Is Listen. that the worst you've seen post-season one, 2007? Is that oh, yeah. the worst you've seen uh, Nick Saban team look offensively? Man, you didn't really going to put me. Post-2007. You know, somebody talked about the game in Fayetteville where they won it like 14-13. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. I mean, there was... It wasn't good, Lance. Yeah. So, Jalen is one of these guys, people think feast or famine. You know, he makes big, exciting, spectacular plays, and then he makes boneheaded decisions. He's going to turns football. He's gonna, you're going to have to live some of the turnovers. Yeah. I think that's just what we know. But we also are going to get some big plays. He can throw the ball deep. He can also help your offensive line by scrambling a little bit, which it looks like you're going to have to do with this offense. He's going to give you higher highs. I don't know. But I, can you even say lower lows anymore after we no, Saturday? No, no. I mean, listen. A combined 10 of 23 for 107 yards? I, no. The weather played a factor in it. But there's a picture out there floating around of Tyler Buckner. The ball's got to be no more than five yards out of his hand, and it's already sideways. Yeah. And I, I, weather could certainly have been a factor. The ball could be slick and all that. I'm just saying from the... The way that the position was played Saturday, Alabama's going to struggle in a lot of games so they don't get better. Hey, it's Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. It's on Bama Pods. And uh, it's brought to you by the Beverage Place Pink Package. Again, they took care of us on this. They take care of us on our bourbon each and every week. We appreciate that. Uh, Beverage Place right by Arby's on 280, right over the Cabo River. Uh, no, excuse me, that's Pink Package. Beverage Place over in Inverness Corners, right off of Highway 280. But anything you need, they open early, they close late. Ice, mixers, of course, great bourbons, beers. Anything you need for game day, they've got it. Stop in and tell them uh, Bam and Bourbon sent you. And also, yay Alabama. How can people get involved? Yeah, yay dash Alabama. You need to if you want a quarterback. <laughs> you know, someone sent me a message on Saturday and said, look, I'm not contributing anymore if this way this team is going to play. And I almost sat back and like, no, this is exactly why I need to contribute more. Right. But, no, in, in all seriousness, yay-alabama.com. There's different levels of membership that uh, will help secure the future of Alabama football, Alabama basketball, all the sports at the Capstone. Yeah, Tide Pods, like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. Uh, we were drinking Jack Daniels. So they say picking out the perfect barrels from our single-barrel whiskey is a highly selective process. Only one out of every 100 barrels we produce are deemed worthy. Of the distinction, we take the other 99, by the way. I don't know what they yeah, do with them. What are we doing? These highly coveted barrels age in the highest reaches of our barrel houses, which extreme temperature variations dramatically increase the interplay between wood and whiskey. The result is a collection of bold, robust flavors and notes of toasted oak and vanilla that are unique to each individual barrel, hand-selected from the highest reaches of the barrel house and bottled the smallest batches. Says the aroma. A little robust, complex aroma with rich caramel, toasted oak, subtle fruit, taste rich toasted oak, complex barrel spices. Can you taste a complex barrel spice? I don't even know what it is, but it tastes good. And the finish, the warm and lingering finish you can expect from a Jack experience. This is one of those I can sit around and I can drink it and eat and I'm good with it. Yeah, and you're going to need more of this Alabama keeps playing this way. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Ole Miss rolls in this weekend. I assume you'll be there in Brighton. I will, yeah. Um, This is exciting for a couple of reasons. How does Alabama respond to looking so bad offensively? How does Jalen respond? And more importantly, it almost seems like deja vu. Lane Kiffin talking shit two years ago when they rolled in. Yeah. Alabama jumped on that ass and yeah. ended up holding on and winning the game, kind of going yeah. away. Now Nick, uh, Lane Kiffin's poking the cage again. 
talking about Kevin Steele yeah. isn't calling the plays defensively. The castles are crumbling. Yeah, the castle's crumbling. All, all this stuff's coming down. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never been a lean Kevin guy. I respect the way he calls plays. Um, I like that he really doesn't give no. an F at all. He's very anti-establishment almost. He is. Um, do I want him to face my program? Probably no. not. But with all that Definitely said, not. there is a lot of intrigue for this game. There is. It's it's Lane Kiffin. He he wanted to be the first former saving assistant to beat him, and now several saving assistant former saving assistants have beat him. So that's not long, no longer on the table. But yeah, I'm he, glad we don't really talk about that anymore. It's, I'm, I'm so yeah. glad that's over. But Lane Kiffin, let's be honest, he's still hurt that he got embarrassed. But Nick Saban let him go before the national championship game. There's reasons why Nick Saban did that, and I'll let Nick Saban tell those stories if he wants to. Here's Here's something. Lane Kiffin's been a co- head coach a long time. Yeah. Let's take the Raiders out of it. He's been a head coach at Tennessee. He's been a head coach at USC. USC and now at Ole Miss. And, in, and in, Florida Atlantic in between. That's true. Yeah. So he's had an opportunity. I don't even know how many years he's been a head coach. But he's had, I would say, because of the, the, the conferences he's been in, he's been in, he's had a lot of opportunities to beat ranked teams. Yeah. This stat was sent to me today. Guess how many ranked teams Lane Kiffin has beaten in his career? I think it's four, I think. I remember two at SC. Eight total. Oh, okay. And he's but, I mean, what is it what is the what are what are the L's? Are there a lot of probably L's? Probably a lot. I mean he's playing in the SEC West, so it's almost every other weekend he's playing a ranked team. Yeah, now so. I will say this about against Saban, so if you go back to two thousand nine Tennessee, the Terrence Cody block. That was down to the wire, mm-hmm. his one chance at Tennessee. And then at Ole Miss, year one, it was that back-and-forth score fest, like 55-45 yeah. or something. Yeah. And then year two was, was the popcorn I talked about. Yeah, get your popcorn yep. ready. And then last year, if it wasn't for Bryce Young, they lose that game. They lose that game. Lane's, like, Nick Saban actually respects Lane Kiffin as, a, as a, an offensive mind, and he knows the challenges. And he's already pumping them up about how good they are. He thinks they're better defensively. Uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't want Lane Kevin as my head coach, but it's really a lot of fun and entertaining when he's feeling energized and he's trolling a little bit. So he must feel good about this matchup. Do you? Uh, I mean, on the Bama side, do you feel good that Bama goes out and handles business? Oh, I, don't th- I don't know how you can right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. And this is one of those where I would look, and it seems like the majority of the money is on the underdog. Yeah. And with, with Lane and Ole Miss having so much confidence coming into this, this is a great spot for Bama, but I don't know how they respond. Listen, I'll say this. I mean, people are still on them because of the Texas game, but I think the defense has played pretty well. Yeah, year. I agree with you. And so I think Deontay Lawson is playing outstanding football. I told you what. How Ten I, tackles in a sack last week. Uh, Chris Braswell is playing while Dallas turned it on last week. I think they got some playmakers in the secondary. So I, I think this is a good defense, and I think they're going to stick up for the defensive coordinator. Okay, well, the Lane went out of his way to try to embarrass him. This oh, week. and twice. Not went once, out of his way to do a. How often do you hear? I mean, there's a coaching fraternity, and you don't you don't get a lot of that. But to go out of your way to insult and try to embarrass a veteran SEC assistant, yeah, you don't see that very often. Well, I bet the defense rallies for Kevin, and he doubled down on it. He was like, "I was just asked the question. I wasn't trying yeah. to stir anything yeah. up." I'm sure you weren't, Lane. Yeah, and you know, he just takes those subtle yeah. shots, and you know exactly it's yeah. calculated. You know exactly what he's doing. With all that said, Kevin still is calling the plays, right? That's what Nick Saban says. Okay, I'll so let Nick Saban answer we that. We just just got to go with that. Yeah. Um, I do find it an interesting. I think administratively, angle. that I do think. Uh, I think Kevin's calling the plays, but I do think that Traveris Robinson is helping communicate it. This is like, it's a cog in the wheel, but Kevin Steele's a defensive coordinator. Uh, Bam and Bourbon, it is brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Football season's here, so it's winning season. Jump on board. Make sure you put in that promo code when you sign up. 
next round. You're going to get that uh, that bonus on the house from mybookie.ag. Of course, we're drinking Jack Daniels single barrel select. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Beverage Place, Pink Package Place, Aaron Suttles, Yay Alabama, Lance Taylor. Next round, Tide Pods. Make sure you follow, you like, you subscribe, you tell all your friends about that. Uh, Jackson Dart on the road. How do you think he plays in Bryant Denny? I think it's going to be a loud environment, tough environment. I think because just because of Lane and, heck, also because of Pete. Pete knows Alabama's defense. It hasn't it didn't changed. So I do think they have some legs up in this. So I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a dominant defensive performance, but I think the defense will win more battles than they, than they lose. You know, um, watching Ole Miss so far against Tulane, they were on the ropes first three quarters. And two, they, against backup quarterback yeah, Tulane. And Tulane's best quarterback is – or. Tulane's best player is their quarterback, Michael yeah. Pratt. Not him not playing. I yeah. thought Ole Miss would win that game going away. They ended up covering. They won the game, but it really was in the fourth quarter. So yeah. I really don't know what you get from Ole Miss. I watched Jackson Dart when he was at SC. Um, he is a really athletic guy. He will give his body up. He doesn't care, which could be a problem against this Alabama defense. Um, so he's one of those guys who could have a career game. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that could turn it over two or three times and Ole Miss could win this or lose this game going away. I think the worst thing for Nick Saban, for Alabama fans, if Pete Golding's defense is dominant mm. against Alabama's offense. That would. Because I, I was one of those guys, I didn't think Pete Golding was that bad. Yeah. I guess I'm with I, you. I didn't either. Yeah, and people con- continued to dog him out. And if his defense was to go in there and hold Alabama to under 20 points and a win, it's going to be a bad look. Fans make up their mind really quickly on coordinators. They're not shy about expressing their, their feelings. Tommy Reese is currently undergoing that right now as the offensive coordinator. But I, I'm with you. I didn't think Pete was all that bad. He just followed some legendary defenses at Alabama. If the offense, getting Tyler Booker back has got to settle that offensive line down. Jalen's going to hit some plays because Ole Miss is better defensively, Nick Saban says, but they're not world beaters. And so Alabama's still got playmakers, and I expect Jalen to hit some deep balls on them. You know, Tommy Reese 31 years old, and from what we hear, Josh Pate reiterated this today, and I've heard this before, that all the guys in the building like Tommy Reese. Yeah, he's like a relatable guy. guy. He's, he's bright. He's got a lot of knowledge. He's still green, there's no doubt. Sure. But do you think this is a situation where Nick sits down and says, hey, look, it didn't happen against Texas. We've got to have more design runs. Absolutely. I was yeah. getting ready to say that. Look, Nick Saban put his offensive coordinator a little bit behind the eight ball by basically holding auditions during the season. So how much could you actually tailor a game plan when you didn't know who your starting quarterback's going to be? Now it, Nick Saban says it's Jalen Milrow. You know what his skill sets are. What we didn't see versus Texas, we didn't really see in a lot of wide receiver screens. We ha- I don't know if we've seen it. Have we seen a screen pass at all this year? I'm sure I've missed a playoff. Sure yeah, I mean, I, but I can't one doesn't jump out. We've seen a couple zone reads with Jalen. We need more of that. Do what he does well and, and then allow him to take some deep shots. Don't ask him to make reads in the middle of the defense. I mean, I told you before week one, that's not where Jalen Milrow is going to thrive. That's not where he can live. And we saw it versus Texas. Don't ask him to do that. Come up with a game plan. That lets him do what he can do. So let's say, for whatever reason, he struggles over the next couple of weeks. The thing Nick Saban hates the most is turnovers. And that was the fear with Jalen Milrow to begin with, and it it came to fruition against Texas. If he turns the ball over multiple times, they lose one of their next two or three games. Who is the next go-to? It doesn't seem to be Tyler Buckner. I want to see Dylan Buckner. I mean, why would you not? You, you can play him in four games yeah. anyway. You might as well let him out there yeah. and see what he can do. And if the season is pretty much all your goals are probably over if you lose this game for the season in terms of maybe maybe you run the table, maybe you beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and a two-loss team gets in, maybe. Uh, 
I think the big fear there is what if Dylan plays well? And then you've got a five-star Julian Sand coming in next year that may not want to come to Alabama if a freshman started playing well as a quarterback. Well, I mean, you can but, but still... But can you make those decisions like that? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why Nick Saban gets paid the $10 million, whatever he makes Yeah, but if I'm Nick Saban, where I am in my career, and I don't need to tell him this, he's the greatest ever, but I don't want to say you made the mistake because you ended up winning the national championship, but you didn't put two in until yeah. that second half. And yeah. I just always thought moving forward, if a true freshman was your best option... Chip Kelly's got a true freshman right now in yeah. Dante Moore. We'll see what he's able to do on the road against Utah this week. But he felt like that's his best option. So Dante Moore's playing, and I would think Nick Saban would do the same thing. And, and, and maybe Dylan, if it doesn't work out with Jalen, maybe Dylan is. But it doesn't matter if you or me or Jim Dunaway or Ryan Brown's playing quarterback if your offensive line and your running back can't protect him. Yeah. yeah. Your offensive line's got to play better. Yeah, and I, I am blown away just because of the offseason hype. And because of some of those bodies, I mean, J.C. and Tyler, uh, they can't do it all. But I, I thought it was going to be a solid unit. And, yeah. they've still got a, and that's something they got a, sh- a chance to be a solid unit. Yeah, and look, everything is in front of them. But like yeah. you said, man, if they were to lose to Ole Miss and have yeah. two losses in the middle of September. Yeah. They'll be on the top 25. Season is done. Next year, different story when you go to a 12-team yeah. playoff. But they will be out of the top 25, yeah. I agree. And this yeah. will be the biggest disaster of a season 2010, people forget they were still in it. I was in Baton Rouge for that game. If they win that game, they still, you know, they they were up on Auburn at half and they were dominating that game. And maybe that's a different situation. I don't know. But that Alabama team was in it until deep November. And I think it was the way that they lost those games and the way the feel around that team was. The feeling around this team, only three games in, is not good. Yeah, it seems like the most least talented. And I mean, I say that not from inside the building. I say that from a fan's perspective. The way that fans view this. Look, I'm, I'm scrolling my Facebook as we're waiting to tape the show. I see more Bama tickets for sale for a 2.30 CBS game against Old Miss and Lane Kiffin. And so gee, the fan are, base is feeling it. And those are my favorite, the 2.30s. Like, yeah. as a fan, uh, so I'm going to Auburn in two weeks for Georgia. It's 2.30. I love it because I can go early in the morning, watch a game, come back, yeah. and still get back in yeah. time for a 9.30 kick. Yeah. Sleep in my own bed. Those are the ones I like, so I'm a little surprised, as you are, that these tickets are selling. But I, I think people look at it and they're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. If Alabama does lose next week, we'll get more into player development. What yeah. is really going on inside of it? But again, they're still sitting there with only one loss to a top Tyler 10 team. Ba- Tyler Booker should be back. I t- I'm really going to look. If they don't, if they took what they did at the end of the South Florida game with the game on the line, when they just basically made their mind up that Roydell Williams is going to go north and south, and they went down and scored. I think not so much that that mindset is what I want to see from this offensive line. That mindset of Roy Dale, and I don't care how many yards he had. He had, he had. he had a lot of yards. I don't care about the yards. I show. I care about the pride that he played with. It mattered to him. And that better rub off on this offensive line. It better rub off on everybody on the damn offense. So, 7.5 is the number right now. MyBookie.ag. You can sign up right there. You put in that, uh, that promo code. Next round, you're going to get a bonus on the house at MyBookie.ag. I would lay it. I've just got. You like this Alabama team for this game, don't you? I've got to believe in Alabama in this spot. With if Lane Kiffin didn't say anything, if it was one of those quiet weeks, which is impossible for him, I would totally stay away from this game. But I think because he's been poking the cage. If I'm Nick Saban, I really go in there. How bad do you guys really want to win? Because if you lose this, it is going to be a grueling, long ass season. This is what people are saying about you. This is what this coach is saying about these people in this building. Let's go out and jump on their ass. That's what I get to look. You, Kevin Steele, if you know him or talk to any of his former players, he's a players coach. They love that guy. I think the defense is going to play pissed off. Yeah. I really do. Uh, well, well, we'll see what happens. Um, again, Bam and Bourbon, 
Tell your friends, Tide Pods, like and subscribe. It is brought to you by the Beverage Place Pink Package. Great places to go to get all of these products. Your ice, lemons, limes, mixers. They open early, they close late. Two locations right there, one on 280, the Pink Package. One right off of 280, the Beverage Place in Inverness. Check it out. Go see Chan, JJ, fine folks up there. Um, also, mybookie.ag, as I just mentioned. And yay, Alabama, again, how can people get involved and buy yeah. the five-star quarterback? That's right. Get some merch. I got some merch on you. That is good-looking merch. merch, too, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yay-alabama.com. Join. We need you to join. Get a membership. Okay, pick up a bottle. Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select. We both give it a thumbs up. Really good stuff. I don't know the price point on it. I would guess about 60 maybe for this I'd bottle. I'd say 50 to 60, yeah. yeah. Okay, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see what happens with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. It's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out this weekend, and we'll see where we are next week on Bama and Bourbon right here on Tide Pods.